You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this football season will be different. Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Me personally, instead of going out to the local watering hole, going to pick me up a 12-pack of Pepsi for Monday night football. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And Titans fans, we had to wait until the last game of the week one schedule, but the Tennessee Titans will play the Denver Broncos tonight on Monday Night Football, and it is time to preview that game. I will start off today's show going over my three keys to victory for the Titans against the Broncos. How will they be able to pull out a victory in Denver? And then I will give you my three key players to watch going into tonight's matchup against the Broncos. Who will have to ball out for the Titans to bring home a W on Monday Night Football? And then I will dive even deeper into today's game by going over some of the schematic things that I will be looking for, some of the X's and O's that will allow the Titans to bring home a victory against Denver tonight. So I will go over those in the middle of our show. And then we have a ton of general Titans news to go over from the weekend. Of course, the unfortunate DUI for Titans rookie Isaiah Wilson. The Titans did sign a familiar face to the practice squad and then we will recap some of the big results in the AFC South from the last few days of football. So a big show on the Locked on Titans podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed so you never miss out on the Monday through Friday content I will be pumping out all season on Apple Podcast, follow on Spotify or whatever platform you do stream. Make sure you are locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. But we have keys to victory, key players to watch, a deep dive into the X's and O's surrounding Monday Night Football, and all of the Titans news from over the weekend today on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. victory for the Tennessee Titans will be having success on the offensive side of the ball on first down. What the Titans cannot do is have negative plays or non-positive plays on first down, which will set them up for second and long, third and long, and that'll allow the Denver Broncos defense to get more creative with their pressures and their blitz packages, ultimately making it much more difficult on the Titans offense. And one of the ways the Titans can have success on first down is by getting Derrick Henry going out of the gate. Henry only had 28 yards in last year's matchup against the Broncos. That simply won't do for the Titans and another way that they can help out Derrick Henry and have success on first down is by mixing up their first down play selection, throwing in screens, throwing in play action early on first down and then mixing in Derrick Henry's run will keep the Broncos defense 
off balance and allow the Titans to have some second and third and manageables later in the drive. The second key to victory for the Tennessee Titans will be winning the turnover battle. The Broncos have a young offense and the Titans want to run the ball on their side of the ball when they have it on offense. And to do that, the Titans will have to limit turnovers, not give the Broncos offense easy scores to make sure that game script stays in the Titans' favor and they don't have to go too pass heavy. So winning the turnover battle, which the Titans did not in Denver last year, losing 3-1, to will be the second big key to victory for the Titans. The third big key to victory for the Tennessee Titans will be limiting sacks on the offensive side of the ball and then manufacturing sacks on the defensive side of the ball. In last year's matchup, the Broncos had seven sacks against the Titans and the Titans had one on Joe Flacco when he was starting for the Broncos last year. The Titans need to flip that in some way for multiple reasons. One, the Titans offense is not going to be able to score any points again if they constantly have Broncos defenders in their backfield. And then on the flip side, the Titans do have an injury in the secondary that is of major concern, so they'll need to get pressure on the quarterback and pressure on Drew Locke early with their front four to help out the back end while they will be missing a key member of that secondary like I just mentioned. So the three keys to the game for the Titans starting out of the gate strong on first down on offense, winning the turnover battle, and then winning the sack battle as well this time around. The three key players to a Titans victory are the key players to watch for a Titans victory in Denver. First will be Christian Fulton. As mentioned with my third key to victory, the Titans will need to win the sack battle. They will need to get pressure on the Broncos quarterback because... Adoree Jackson will not be playing in this game on Monday night. That means rookie Christian Fulton will get a ton of extra work, not only in the slot, but outside. The Titans need to help out Christian Fulton as much as possible by putting pressure on the Broncos quarterback, Drew Locke, and not allowing him to have time to find Fulton's man if plays are extended. Secondly, Dennis Kelly, the starting right tackle, will need to step up now that he is in a starting role. He'll have opportunities to go against young, talented edge rusher for the Broncos, Bradley Chubb. Obviously, the Broncos will be with out Hall of Fame edge rusher Von Miller, which means that Chubb is the primary target for the Titans offensive line in pass protection, and I would bet that the Broncos will match up Chubb against Kelly as much as possible as opposed to putting him against Taylor Lewan. so Kelly will have to be firm and solid on the right-hand side against Bradley Chubb to keep Ryan Tannehill upright so that the Titans can win that turnover battle and not have to deal with sacks and potential force fumbles after that. And finally, the third key player to watch for the Titans will be wide receiver A.J. Brown. If the Titans do get Derrick Henry going and they do have success on first down, that means that they will be able to successfully get into their play action passes, and in those play action passes, A.J. Brown will be the man that they target and be the man that is responsible for creating explosive plays for the Tennessee Titans. So if they have success on first down, it'll allow A.J. Brown to take advantage of that Broncos defense and create those explosive plays that the Titans offense in the back half of 2019 were known for. 
Next, I'm going to talk more about how the Titans can create those explosive plays on offense schematically and then on defense what the Titans need to do from a scheme standpoint to upset the Denver Broncos offense and confuse their young quarterback. Before I do that, just to give you guys a recap of the official injury report from Saturday, the Titans will have five players out of Monday night's matchup. Guard Jameel Douglas, outside linebacker Derek Roberson, outside linebacker Vic Beasley, rookie running back Darrington Evans, and then in what was kind of a surprise and is the most important absence of all, starting cornerback Adoree Jackson will be out for Monday night's matchup with a knee injury. That is something to monitor. On the Broncos side of the ball, outside linebacker Von Miller is out. That's something that we expected. And then pass coverage linebacker Mark Barron will also be out for the Chargers. I'll talk more about how that Mark Barron injury will hurt the Chargers pass defense and is something the Titans can take advantage of in our next segment when I do a deep dive into the schematics surrounding this Monday night football matchup. Before we dive into that, I do want to tell you guys more about DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese? They want pizza. Someone's craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash, and they need you more now than ever. You've counted on restaurants and now they're counting on you. So while dining rooms are closed, you can still get everything you need with DoorDash. The DoorDash app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, pick which restaurant you want to order from, browse through the menu, pick what you would like to eat, and then it is delivered directly to your door. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED on. That's $5 off your next order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app and use code LOCKED ON. Don't forget that's promo code LOCKED ON for $5 off with DoorDash. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves, say stuff like, I lost my mojo or I just had a hard day at work. Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it tonight. Whatever the excuses may be, they don't have to be the case anymore. With Roman, it is easy to talk about ED. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, it's safe, and it's totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation for your ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL.
let's dive even deeper into the Titans matchup against the Denver Broncos. I want to go over some things schematically or game plan wise that I think the Titans either will do or really what I think that they should do when it comes to attacking the Broncos on offense and on defense. Let's start with the Titans offensive side of the ball. First, I think that at least in the passing game, the Titans need to attack the Broncos linebackers. One in particular, and that is Josie Jewell. So Josie Jewell had a 46 pass coverage grade from Pro Football Focus in 2019. It is not his strength, much more of a run defender than a pass coverage linebacker. And this goes back to one of the injury concerns that the Broncos have, and that is converted safety into linebacker Mark Barron. Barron would be much better in pass coverage than Jewel, and that would allow the Broncos to put Barron and then Alexander Johnson, the other linebacker who's much more sophisticated in pass coverage, it would allow them to put Johnson and Barron out on the field in passing situations rather than putting Jewel out on the field. But now that Barron is out for the game, Jewel will have to pick up that slack. Like I said, he was not rated very high in pass coverage last year as opposed to Alexander Johnson, who had a very favorable grade at 76.3. So the Titans need to attack the Broncos linebacker, specifically Josie Jewel. And one of the ways that they can do that is with their tight ends. Think about Anthony Ferkser. Think about Jonu Smith getting one-on-one matchups against Jewel with those tight ends. The Titans' tight ends are going to win those matchups. I would almost bet that we will see a big catch or a touchdown from Anthony Ferkser matched up one-on-one against Jewel where he shakes him out of his shoes and gets a big completion. So I expect to see the Titans hunt those matchups, try to create those matchups, and one way that they're going to be able to keep Jewel out on the field while also having their tight ends matched up against him is by running heavy tight end personnel. I talked about how the Titans have to get going on first down. One of the ways that they're going to have to do that is by getting Derrick Henry going in the run game. An easy way to do that is to run the ball out of heavy tight end formations. 22 personnel. That's a fullback Derrick Henry and two tight ends. 12 personnel with two tight ends. 13 personnel with three tight ends. The Titans have four solid tight ends on the roster. No reason to not use those heavy packages and heavy personnel early on in the game, which will keep the Broncos in their base defense, which will allow the Titans to get one-on-one matchups with their passing tight ends, pass-receiving tight ends, and Ferkser and Smith one-on-one against a Josie Jewell. That's what the Titans should be looking to do early on. It goes with having success in the run game, also goes with creating advantageous matchups against the Denver Broncos linebackers with the Titans tight ends. Another thing you can think about is If the Titans are able to hit play action early, get A.J. Brown on crossing routes over the middle, Corey Davis on crossing routes over the middle, stress those Denver Broncos linebackers in pass coverage and get it to your playmakers underneath. That's what the Titans should be looking to do in man coverage, creating matchup advantages with their pass-catching tight ends in Furtzer and Smith against the Broncos linebackers. And when they're in zone, stressing those linebackers, making them cover multiple people and allowing your players to get the ball under underneath and take advantage of the Titans run after catch abilities on offense. The next thing from a game plan perspective that I want to see the Titans do on Monday night is 
take advantage of some of the Broncos defenders that are not very good against the run. And one of those guys is someone that Cody Roark mentioned on our Crossover Thursday podcast. It was Jeremy Atachu. Of course, Atachu will be stepping in for Von Miller. Atachu had a 61.2 grade last year against the run. Nick Chubb had a 59.4 grade against the run. The Titans, which they were going to do this anyway, but they have to hammer the outside zone. Also, Shelby Harris, the defensive end for the Denver Broncos, only a 69.7 grade against the run. And then they have two good run defenders, Mike Parcell and Jarrell Casey on the defensive line. Casey had a 79.6 grade against the run last year. Purcell had a 91 flat grade against the run. So what I want to see the Titans do is run the ball outside and run it away from Casey and Purcell. Attack the Broncos defenders that are not good against the run. And it also lines up with what the Titans do well on offense, and that's running outside zone. So I think that's a, a peanut butter and jelly thing for the Titans game plan. Attack Atachu, attack Chubb on the outsides, make them set the edge, make them defend the run, and stay away from Purcell and Casey in the middle. Then That's... Pretty simple stuff right there that the Titans will most certainly have to do on offense. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, what I want to see the Titans do on defense is mix coverage. These two things uh, are going to go together here, but I think the Titans have to get pressure with their front four. They brought in Clowney, they have Simmons, they have Jones, they have Correa in this game, they have Landry in this game. The Titans are going to have to create pressure up front with their talented front four, maybe just a little bit of blitz packages, send in five. But what the Titans really need to do is keep as many people back in coverage as possible since Adoree Jackson will be out of the game because they'll need to mix up coverages on Drew Locke, confuse him. He's a young quarterback, only had five starts. This is basically Drew Locke's rookie season, and Cody Roark mentioned that as well on Thursday. That he's basically a rookie. So confuse that rookie. One of the best ways you can do that is to not stress your defensive backfield by keeping seven people in coverage, allowing your front four to twist, rotate, stunt up front to create pressure, and then mix up your coverages. Cover four, man cover two, man cover one with a hook robber. Cover three, Tampa 2 cover 2. The Titans need to constantly mix up their coverages and confuse Drew Locke. I expect a big game and big utilization out of Amani Hooker. That will allow the Titans to do a lot of different stuff on defense. I expect a not necessarily a super productive game from Amani Hooker, but that he'll be used a lot so that the Titans schematically on defense can be very varied and have a lot of versatility and mix up a lot of the coverages that they're running so they can confuse the young quarterback and the young offensive weapons. Think there are option routes in the NFL where if you see certain coverages, you change your route according to the coverage. The Broncos have a ton of young weapons. Confuse those weapons weapons by confusing the coverages. Maybe you can get Locke and those young weapons off the same page, which could turn into turnovers, which goes back to one of my keys to the game, the Titans winning the turnover battle. The last thing on defense, and this is a a one-on-one type matchup, the the Broncos are most likely not going to have Cortland Sutton, which I think kind of cancels out Adoree Jackson, not as big of a loss for the Titans, because if Sutton doesn't play, he's not completely ruled out now, but it's very unlikely at this time. So with no Sutton, The Titans will have to watch tight end Noah Fant 
in the red zone. And Jayon Brown, Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Byard will have to match up one-on-one against Noah Fant in the red zone since Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke's regular red zone target, isn't going to be out there most likely. He'll be looking for Noah Fant, which means, like I said, Jayon Brown, Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Byard, and then maybe even Amani Hooker will have to match up one-on-one against Noah Fant in the red zone, and the Titans defenders will have to win that battle. The Titans defense in general has to be better in the red zone. 68.1% conversion rate, that's touchdowns in the red zone area against the Titans defense last year. That was second worst in the NFL, so the Titans defense needs to be better on in red zone defense in general, but one way that they're going to be able to do that is by Jayon Brown, Kenny Vaccaro, and Kevin Byard winning their one-on-one matchups against Noah Fant in the red zone. But that is my deep dive into the X's and O's and to the schematics behind what I expect the Titans to do on Monday Night Football. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and let me know if you see any of these things during the game and you notice that the Titans are following some of these game plan points that I put out here in our second segment. Next, we are going to cover just some of the more uh, general news items surrounding the Titans over the weekend. Isaiah Wilson's DUI a signing to the Titans practice squad that's a familiar face, and then also talk about some of the other results in the AFC South along with our Keeping It Plus 100 conversation where I go over all of the gambling information surround the Titans versus Broncos Monday Night Football game. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Of course, Built Bar had their traditional, amazing, original 12 flavors. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel chocolate, my personal favorite, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie. But now they have added six brand new, even more deliciouser flavors. The caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And of course, the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, not like that processed stuff that you're used to. Also, they're incredibly soft and easy to chew. I also really enjoy throwing a couple built Bars in the refrigerator to chill them out. Absolutely delicious after a summer day or a nice spicy workout. But it's not just the taste. Built Bars are healthy for you as well. They can help you lose or maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high fiber. They are great for a keto diet as well. And remember, even if you've taken advantage of the promo code locked on before, Built Bar has reset the promo code locked on and you can take advantage of it again. And now, with your purchase, you have a chance at a free cooler while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Once again, that's promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. There was a ton of different pieces of Titans news throughout the weekend that we are going to talk about to wrap up today's show, but the biggest of them all is obviously the DUI charge that Titans rookie Isaiah Wilson got over the weekend. 
First and foremost, the most important thing here is that drunk driving is not safe. It's not acceptable. It doesn't matter what age you are, what you're doing, or what excuse you may have. Driving drunk is completely unacceptable. And if Isaiah Wilson would have, God forbid, killed someone while he was driving drunk, the conversation would be completely different and it necessarily shouldn't be. I am not out here to preach. My record is not 100% clean. I'm not a saint. Uh, I'm not someone who's never sinned in my entire life and I don't mean to cast stones. But it doesn't matter who you are, we should all be able to agree that drunk driving is not acceptable and it shouldn't be acceptable in our society. So that's the first and foremost number one point that I have to make. Two, the secondary point is it's obvious that Isaiah Wilson is just struggling with with life right now, quite frankly. Um, Conditioning issues throughout camp, uh, getting beat pretty badly in one-on-ones by undrafted free agents, clearly not being ready to even battle for a starting role, not being in adequate football shape. Um, the not That's just the football stuff we've heard about being at Tennessee State for that party, considering jumping off the balcony, getting a, a trespassing violation there, being on the COVID-19 list twice now, which shows, you know, risky a pattern of risky behavior. Clearly, he's putting himself at risk, whether it be himself contracting the virus or being around people who have. I mean, at this point, you combine the DUI with that. Just a lot of smoke here. It's obvious that Isaiah Wilson is struggling adapting to the NFL. And honestly, you can't be totally caught off guard by this. He's 20 years old, 21 years old really young, didn't spend a lot of time in college. He was considered young out of college. Um, A lot of people don't want to hear this, but Isaiah Wilson is a project pick. He was. He was a project pick. Now, a lot of people will say that first-round picks shouldn't be project picks, but I disagree entirely. The Titans got him with the 29th pick in the draft, the back end of the first round. It's basically the second round. It was a great opportunity for a good team like the Titans to take a luxury pick and someone that they can groom and they can redshirt and they can get ready for the future, someone they knew needed a lot of work. Now, the fact that we knew Isaiah Wilson was a project pick doesn't make any of the of the negative information that we've got from his start here in Tennessee. It doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any more acceptable. Um, being young, you know, knowing that it was going to be a project on the field, none of that excuses any of the behavior on the field or off, but it's a reality here. Isaiah Wilson was a project pick. I wish that he was doing better. I wish that he was further along. But the Titans didn't expect him to be a major contributor this year anyway. That's from the football aspect. The other side of things, while I am frustrated that Isaiah Wilson is having these struggles, and I'm sure his teammates, his family himself, the organization, everyone is frustrated from a football perspective that he's having these struggles. At the end of the day, guys, remember that this is a human being. This is a human being. He's made a mistake here, a big mistake, what could have been a fatal mistake unacceptable mistake but he's still a human being who needs our compassion and our empathy and needs an opportunity to grow a lot of you listening to this right now may not even be 21 yet a lot of you are though and if I was given millions of dollars when I was 20 years old in the middle of college I can't tell you that I wouldn't make some terrible mistakes too I didn't get a million dollars when I was that young and made some stupid mistakes 
We all grow and learn. And while drunk driving is completely unacceptable, and I started with that, let's pump the brakes on, cut him, you know, suspend him for the season. He's a bum as a person. He's a bad guy. We, we just have to have a little empathy, uh, have a little compassion, and have a little patience here. Even if you don't want to hear that, that's that's what's needed from us, even though we are frustrated and disappointed with the way he's playing. But I will move off of that impromptu Roland's rant. The Titans are bringing back linebacker Darren Bates, who was uh, cut from the Texans. Darren Bates will be signing to the Titans practice squad. Uh, I would imagine that... You know, maybe he'll be able to stay on long term. The Titans had five people out on Monday night, so clearly there's some roster shuffling to deal with that. But Darren Bates back with the Titans practice squad. I also just want to mention, speaking of the practice squad, that I would expect Ty Smith and Jeremy McNichols to be active and be pulled up from the practice squad. With Adoree Jackson out and Darrington Evans out, the Titans will need a actual running option behind Derrick Henry. They'll also need some reinforcements from a cover cornerback like Ty Smith can be more than a special teams player. He can actually play some cornerback. So I would expect those guys to maybe bump up to the active roster. And then finally, keeping it plus 100. Let's talk about some of the gambling information about the Titans game against the Broncos. If you do like to make things a little bit more interesting, the Titans are a minus three. The Broncos were favored at first, but with the Von Miller injury, Cortland Sutton, the Titans have become the favorite in the game. I like the Titans minus three. I think the Titans are going to win by more than three points, so I like that there. If you can get a teaser together with the Titans line along with the over-under, right now the over-under is at 41. Give me a six-point teaser, giving the Titans plus three, taking the over-under down to 34. Give me the over on that. So over 34, Titans plus three would be an awesome six-point teaser. If not, I would stay away from the over-under. I don't like where it's at by itself without the teaser points, but I would take the Titans minus three anyways as I think that they win by more than three points. My final game prediction to end our show, I think the Titans win this game 24 to 13. That is, that is my prediction, 24-13 to 13 Titans. Hopefully, some of the schematic things that I laid out, some of the keys to victory that we talked about today will play themselves out on Monday night. I will be back with you guys. Now, I am on East Coast time. The game starts at 10.20. Uh, it'll probably be over around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. I then have to record the show. I am going to be sleepy, folks, but I promise to bring you the energy for the post-game recap show. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you get that recap show and everything I will be breaking down the rest of the week. Go Tennessee Titans! I will talk to you guys after the first Titans game of the year, hopefully a victory. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.